0: depth investigative. This is KXAN News. Well, no power, no water, dangerous icy roads. Probably not things that you're thinking about on this lovely day, but as the saying goes, winter is coming. And as
1: KXAN's Grace Reader explains right now, local leaders think they're ready to go, but are you?
2: You might be thinking, Grace, why are we talking about winter weather right now? It is gorgeous outside, and you're right. But the city and the county want you to start preparing for winter weather when it looks like this and not like this. It may not feel like it right now, but as David Yeomans would say it, we've officially hit meteorological winter, which is why city and county officials are talking about winter storm preparedness now, and they say this round, they're ready.
1: We feel that we are more than adequately prepared for anything that may uh, come at us this weather season.
2: A big reason they're in front of these cameras, Mayor Kirk Watson was not happy with communication during the historic ice storm in February. He vowed next time will be different, and we'll hold him to that.
0: So plan on that. We're going to communicate as much as we can so that you will have people in the community will have um, the, the advice and the information as best we can provide it.
2: Both the city and county say they've done a significant amount to bolster response over the past year, including getting reaccredited in emergency management. It meant combing through more than 40 department preparedness plans.
0: We made a lot of progress with that, and it's one of the things that we're able to say for sure has allowed us to take a real leap in terms of uh, moving the bar forward, in terms of how we respond to uh, emergencies going forward.
2: But local leaders say they can't do everything for everyone, so they're asking you to prepare too. After all, wouldn't you rather go get supplies in a t-shirt?
0: We need folks to also be prepared for, for a winter storm event because there is likely to be a winter storm event.
2: Grace Reader, KXAN News. Well, if
1: you need more information on how to get ready for winter, the city wants you to visit Ready Central Texas. We do have that link and tips on how to prepare over at KXAN.com.
0: And going in depth on this, Austin Energy rolled out a new type of conductor or overhead power line this week at the McNeil substation up north. They say the new line carries 50% more power than what they're using now, and it is more resilient against winter weather. We got to check it out as they installed the first one on Tuesday. The new line does cost more, $10 a foot versus $2 to $3 for the old one. But Austin Energy says the new line shouldn't last longer.
1: Okay, and it is hard to think about winter on a beautiful day like this. (laughs) And
3: as the mayor said, I'm sure we will get some wintry Mm -hmm. weather. But as we covered in last month's winter weather outlook during an El Nino winter like this one, extreme cold events are actually fewer and farther between. So we're hoping that's good news. Let's go outside tonight where it is beautiful out there. Sunshine getting at a lower angle here on the 281 bridge. We're just 30 minutes away from sunset in Marble Falls on the Highland Furniture River City Grill Cam. Very comfortable temperatures 65 in Austin, 63 in Giddings, a little warmer in the hill country where we've had the sun out for longer today, 70 up in Burnett. The sun is out from Austin westward, but from Austin southeastward. We've had persistent mid and high level clouds, even a few sprinkles earlier in Fayette County. That rain is slowly moving east of our area and we're expecting dry weather for your Friday night. Coming up, we've got your weekend plans spelled out, including travel plans up to Arlington for the big Texas football game, and how long this newly minted rain-free stretch is set to last all
0: right david thank you very much today a federal appeals court ruled that texas must remove that buoy barrier in the rio grande near eagle pass installed to block migrants a lower court had already ordered the removal the state then appealed to the fifth circuit court of appeals which temporarily blocked the order but today's ruling upheld the lower court's order saying that the barrier violates federal law Governor Abbott today called for a rehearing of the case. Abbott has also said the state would take this all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court if needed. A lawsuit over the results of November's constitutional amendment election could delay plans for property tax relief approved by Texas voters. A group of conservative activists sued, making unproven claims that voting equipment used in the election was connected to the Internet. Senate Republicans scrambled today to pass a bill to require courts to rule on this in 50 days. The House would need to pass this bill by Wednesday in order to get it to the governor's desk.
1: Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, has died at the age of 93. O'Connor ended 191 years of male exclusivity. Excuse me of the High Court after being nominated by President Reagan. So that was back in 1981. And Chief Justice John Roberts says she blazed a historic trail as the first female justice. O'Connor died in Phoenix of complications related to dementia and respiratory illness.
0: Well, now to today's historic expulsion of New York Republican Congressman George Santos on Capitol Hill. The House voted overwhelmingly to expel Santos with a vote of 311 to 114. Two members voted present. Voting present basically signals a refusal to take sides while still contributing toward the minimum number of members required to make a vote happen. Santos is accused of stealing money from his campaign, duping some of his donors, and lying to Congress. He does maintain his innocence, though. Santos, a freshman congressman, becomes just the sixth House member to be ousted by colleagues of the uh, one of the previous expulsions. Well, th- actually, three of them were for disloyalty during the Civil War. And the other two happened after lawmakers were convicted in court. An expulsion requires support from two-thirds of the House. Tonight, NBC News will dig into what's next for Congress.
1: Well, the truce between Israel and Hamas is over, and airstrikes are raining down again in Gaza. Israel says Hamas shot first and didn't live up to that ceasefire requirement. Hamas, though, blames Israel.
0: And more than 100 hostages were released this week with hopes of more to head home if there is another truce. All of this, though, as a bombshell report claims some in Israel knew what Hamas was planning. Here's Alice Barr.
4: Bombs and bloodshed in the Gaza Strip again today. Israel resuming airstrikes after blaming Hamas for breaking a week-long truce by launching rockets into southern Israel. Humanitarian groups warning of the immediate impact in Gaza.
0: We cannot see more children with the wounds of war, with the burns, with the shrapnel littering their body.
4: Many of Israel's strikes now focused in southern Gaza, where Israeli officials told civilians to take refuge from fierce fighting in the north. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says Israel agreed to designate safe zones in the south.
0: I made clear that after the pause, it was imperative that Israel put in place clear protections for civilians.
4: Qatar has been mediating negotiations and says talks are ongoing for a second truce as families of hostages still in captivity plead for help.
5: That means that every day,
1: including today, including right now when we're talking, my cousin's life is in danger.
4: And now fresh questions over whether the devastation could have been prevented. The New York Times reporting that Israeli officials learned Hamas was planning a major assault more than a year ago, but dismissed <laughs> the detailed battle plan as aspirational and beyond Hamas capabilities. NBC News has not seen the report firsthand. The Times reporting it's unclear if Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu or other senior leaders saw it in advance. Netanyahu who has denied any forewarning.
0: It's clear that there was a failure, and we have to find out exactly what happened.
4: Israeli officials promising a full review when the war is over. For now, no end in sight. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News.
0: Well, it's December, which means it's time to put up the holiday lights, maybe this weekend. What you need to know about fire safety, though, before decorating.
1: And an act of violence towards an animal close to Texas fans' hearts. Police are now trying to figure out how a dead longhorn ended up on a
0: fraternity house lawn. And later, one of our very own takes home a special win from the Austin FC media game.
1: This could be the perfect weekend for you to put up your holiday lights and decorations. But before you do, we do have some reminders on fire safety when it comes to decorating. So the National Fire Protection Association says fire departments respond to nearly 800 fires a year caused by holiday lights and decorations. It says fires cause an annual average of four fire-related deaths, 33 injuries, and $14 million in direct property damage. So to avoid all of that, it's just important to choose decorations that are flame retardant. And then make sure you're using either indoor or outdoor use lights. Oftentimes, lights are not made for both. Keep those candles away from flammable items and make sure your decorated tree is secured.
0: And as December gets underway, Austin Energy customers can expect to pay more for electricity. Starting today, there's a 5% rate increase. The utility says the increase is, quote, due to a lack of adequate progress toward making up for existing PSA under recovery. So what does that mean? Well, the PSA is a cost passed to electric utility customers to help the utility pay back things like fuel and power costs. Austin Energy says the typical residential customer will see their bill jump by a little under $2 a month.
1: Well, lack of law enforcement employees has a greater impact on things than just your safety. The need to get more of them on the job so they can help make your life easier as well. Next.
3: And check this out, high temperatures in Austin so far ending up at 71. A very comfortable first day of December. And we're starting off the new month dry after some light rain yesterday. About a nine inch rain deficit though for this point in the year. We'll have your weekend forecast right after this.
5: This is a story about a teenager who disappeared from her home in 2001. Her father organized searches, contacted politicians. But as the years went by, her case grew cold. Until 2008, when detectives reopened it and took a fresh look, they had to determine, was it the work of an apparent serial killer or someone closer to home? Tonight on Dateline at 8 on KXAN.
0: Well, nationwide law enforcement staffing struggles inhibit everything from getting police to your emergencies quickly, to the quality of your driver license appointments.
1: And KXAN's Brianna Hollis shows us one example of how agencies are working together to bring more people in.
5: What do Baltimore, Virginia, and Philadelphia Police, APD, the Driver License Division, Texas DPS, and these horses have in common? They're all part of a public safety recruitment effort looking for creative ways to show people the full scope of positions available. Those can range from DPS, Driver License Personnel, to IT staff.
0: Looking for great qualified applicants, not only for law enforcement positions, but for positions throughout their agency. It could be tech positions, administrative positions. So. THERE'S A LOT TO OFFER IN THIS ROOM BEHIND ME.
5: AS DEPARTMENTS FIND DIFFICULTY STAFFING SWORN POSITIONS, THEY'RE STARTING TO USE CIVILIAN EMPLOYEES MORE TO SUPPLEMENT POLICE WORK. ONE OF OUR KXAN INVESTIGATIONS UNCOVERED THIS IS SOMETHING APD HAS IMPLEMENTED. WE
3: HAVE uh, HIRED TEMPORARY CIVILIAN EMPLOYEES, RETIREES THAT HAVE HELPED US AND SUPPLEMENTED US IN, in, in DIFFERENT PARTS OF OUR uh, of our processes and our operations. We'd like to target a lot of out of state as well now.
5: Senior Trooper Gavin Scott traveled all the way from Virginia for the shot of landing a few potential recruits. He wants to change people's perception about what a job in law enforcement really looks like.
0: You know, they see one or two things and they're just like, oh, well, I'm not doing it. But again, the numerous things that I've got to do in my career from traveling to you know Portugal, uh, being a state trooper, to being a bagpiper on the honor guard. I've been to the Pentagon. You can see that there's a a large desire for more officers to be able to not only support what they're trying to do in Austin, but throughout the rest of the state. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. And you'll remember DPS increased its presence in Austin in March to help with patrols as APD faces a staffing shortage. Now, since that initiative began, troopers have made more than 75,000 traffic stops and nearly 4,000 arrests.
1: And it's not just Austin's law enforcement seeing staffing shortages. The Cobb County Sheriff's Office in Georgia put up a billboard on I-35 the North Austin to recruit deputies. It reads, got Georgia on your mind. Well, the billboard advertises a $50,000 to $70,000 starting salary for existing officers willing to make that move. According to the Austin Police Department's website, cadets make $50,000 per year during the academy, and that salary rises to over $65,000 upon graduation. Cobb County, Georgia officials say they chose Austin to, because it has a diverse population and a large military, and veteran population as well.
0: Well, it's a beautiful day outside and an even more beautiful day for the third annual Austin FC Media Cup. KXAN morning anchor Tom Miller, our morning reporter Blake Devine <laughs> and meteorologist Nick Bannon took part in the game of Q2. And Nick was even named MVP of the game. Hey, look, there, there you go. Nick has been part of our Better Than Lights show, too, focused on all things Austin FC during the season. Look, look at that Daniel, ball movement. I
1: know. I think this is a dream come true <laughs> yeah, for Nick. Is. This is, he was Nick, so
3: excited about oh, this. <laughs> he, he is a huge soccer fan. I know. I just thought he watched soccer, though. I didn't know he was so good at playing soccer. It's he was a coach, yeah.
1: too, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He was upset that they lost. but uh, yeah. Still yeah. MVP. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, that. yeah, That's what matters. Uh, let's go outside tonight. It's a beautiful night out there with the sun going down in Granite Shoals. You guys have escaped the cloud cover that is blanketing the sky in East Austin out to the east from there. We just have beautiful sunshine and a nice color gradient visible from our Whittlesey Landscape Supply Weather Camp. Current relative humidity, it has dropped in the wake of the morning cool front that blew fog out of here for many of us earlier today. Humidity 45% or lower from Austin through the hill country. Still a little muggier here in our southeastern counties that no coincidence where the cloud cover still resides and notice some of those clouds are lifting back into our area. With that said, the few light rain showers that we still saw even mid afternoon today out in Fayette County, those have moved to the east and we're quite sure that we will be staying dry from here going forward through the weekend. This is all part of yesterday's storm, which is now bringing rain to the northeast, some snow changing over northwest of Chicago. Another western storm is approaching Texas from the west, prompting winter storm warnings, winter weather advisories for parts of the Rockies. This one, though, unlike that last one it's gonna totally miss our area in terms of actual impacts to the weather so what does this mean a few clouds this evening in our eastern counties then periods of cloud cover on and off overnight but no rain overnight and tomorrow really looks quite pleasant periods of Sun and clouds dry weather all day on Sunday let's rinse and repeat a few high clouds here and there but actually Sunday looks like it may be even a little sunnier and a little bit warmer but bottom line both days look really nice though for your outdoor activities tomorrow Sunshine with a few mid and high clouds, 73 your forecast high. On Sunday, assuming we can break out of some of that cloud cover, 75 with a slightly warmer afternoon. Hey, Texas, of course, taking on Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship tomorrow up the road at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. This will, of course, be an indoor game. Let's be clear about that. But if you're heading up there early, watch out for some fog, cool temperatures before kickoff in the 50s. Then by the end of the game, warmer southwest winds raise the temperatures to the upper 60s and hopefully as you're Celebrating a horns victory tomorrow up there in the Dallas area. It'll be a beautiful afternoon with sunshine through the rest of the day. Nice weather up there tomorrow and down here. And this dry weather that starts this weekend lasts for some time. In fact, we don't have a drop of rain in our outlooks for the next seven days. Good time to wash your car because rain won't ruin it in the next few days. Our 8 to 14 day outlook, though, toward the middle of the month, does have hints of a wetter weather pattern returning. Early projections showing maybe a half inch to an inch in that week two of our forecasts. Of course, those projections are preliminary looking that far down the road. In the meantime, tonight, just periods of clouds and stars, 45 degrees with a light north wind. Tomorrow looks great. Mid and high clouds at times, dry northwest winds, lowering the humidity for everyone, and 73, another room temperature December afternoon. The mornings stay chilly, but the afternoon is quite comfortable into early next week. A rain-free cold front drops us briefly to 68 Monday. Then a slow, steady warm-up keeps those nice temperatures around next week. We'll get a little cloudier by Thursday into Friday as morning lows warm back into the 50s. All right,
1: David, thank you. A disturbing discovery in Stillwater, Oklahoma. A dead Longhorn was found in the front yard of an Oklahoma State University fraternity house one day before Oklahoma State faces the Texas Longhorns in the Big 12 championship game. And what we're about to show you that scene there, a warning now, if you don't wanna see the animal, it was found early this morning outside the farmhouse fraternity. The dead animal apparently left in the yard, had graffiti on it and an open wound. And police tell us the animal had been dead for less than 24 hours, but they do not know how it died or where it came from. There are no visible brands or marks on the animal. And right now police are checking security cameras and asking anyone with information to come forward.
0: Well, an illness in children is spreading fast. The part of the country seeing the quickest spike and what doctors advise to prevent the spread. A town in southwest Ohio is grappling with an outbreak of pediatric pneumonia cases. There have been almost 150 cases reported since August, with several of them involving children being hospitalized. The medical director for the Warren County Health District says a national news outlet reported connections between the outbreak in Warren County and in parts of China, but there is no evidence to support that correlation. Doctors recommend staying up to date on vaccinations and talking to your kids on how to stay clean and healthy, like washing their hands often and staying away from those who are sick.
1: Anthony Fauci will testify before Congress early next year. The former chief White House medical advisor will testify as part of Republicans' years-long investigation into the origins of COVID-19 and its spread here in the U.S. Fauci will sit for transcribed interviews in early January and then a public hearing at a later date. Now, this will be his first appearance before the Republican-controlled House. Well, tonight on KXAN, there is a new wall. The wall, it airs at 7, and then following, it is Dateline, and that'll be at 8, and then KXAN News at 10 o'clock.
0: Or as always, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9, over on CW Austin. Here is where to find CW Austin.